Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you want to tell people um, what's going on with us? Paint the picture. We are sitting on the a scene. park bench in Western Park in the uh, sort of central suburb of Ponsonby in Auckland. It's a uh, sunny, sunny, if not, if not brisk, um, Thursday. Is it a Thursday morning? Yeah, I think that's right. And I've just picked him up from his house. He has bought us a couple of coffees. Yeah. I've mainlined mine, so um, Good on you know, you, bro. I've already had one. Now, now safe to talk to me. <laughs> hey? hey, don't talk to this guy yeah, before right. he's had his coffee. My uh, morning brown, as they say, and uh, it's it's just it's a lovely crisp winter. Has all that shit gone full circle? Do you think morning brown? Kind of like making fun of. It's funny because that's office culture. But because of COVID, that's now quite uh, um, antiquity. Is that the word I'm looking for? Antiquated. Like that, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that coffee humor and sort of all, all that, of that, all that coffee, coffee stuff, mug, you know, slogan bullshit it's you all, get in offices. It's all great. Everyone's working from home now. So it's kind of like there's a lot of people craving to be back in the office among humans. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I get you, me my water cooler chat back. Oh no no no! People, I, at least in New Zealand, I think people have been back at the office long enough that they they've gone from missing it to being glad it's back to resenting it once more. But what will be evergreen mm. is all that great coffee humour. I like it when cafes have um, chalkboards out the front and they write slogans on them like first coffee, then adulting," because I think, hey. I see a little bit of myself on that on that uh, chalkboard. I I was in such a good mood, and you really ruined it. We're in like I was really looking forward to hanging out with you, and the, we're in a park and the sun's shining. I, what's bothered, I hate what's, this upset, what's upset you? It's it's this um, presentation of a character of of someone that I know isn't you, and I I call I call I don't like them. I call uh, my cup of coffee in the morning my magical talking juice. Fuck me. Man, it makes me so angry. <laughs> it's really ruined my day. 
Well, you'll be pleased to hear because I have had my um, my mug of piping hot bean juice. I'm actually ready to talk. Do you ever think about the dominant ideology that's kind of governing the world at the moment is this particular flavour of free market economics that we've got, which sort of went went through this whole um, wave of globalisation in the sort of late 70s onwards. Mm. Because everything's been governed, I think, in the world, mood vibe-wise, by coffee and cocaine. And everyone's just like, every, everything is following the trajectory of short-term gains because everyone is like hitting quarterly earnings, slamming coffee, doing lines, <laughs> and so on. Anyone with power, that's how they live. But imagine this. What if the dominant vibe was magic mushrooms? The world would be such a, I think, more loving and interesting place to live. I think there'd be a, a it'd be a lot more disjointed though. Yes, but we'd be bound by a shared empathy. Yes, and coffee and cocaine they provide energy, energy that you sort of channel inwards, or you it's the the focus and concentration is on yourself and your goals and your accomplishments and what you're working towards. But mushrooms, you are, you are looking about yourself a bit more. You're more aware of how you fit into the, the broader, more holistic experience of the world. And so, I mean, yeah, you know, I think if everyone was uh, micro-dosing, I think all that water cooler chat you're talking about would be a lot more fun. The thing is, if you take a very small amount of hallucinogens, you just feel like you're, const- you're on the precipice of a great day. And accordingly, you have a great day. That's true. But I'm also talking about some high-dose okay. shenanigans because they, they are different things. So different experiences. Well, I'm not saying everyone should constantly be on lots of mushrooms, but oh, my God, that's the nicest dog. Look at this beautiful dog. Wow, it's a border collie. A black and white border collie that's just come right up to us. One of the most handsome specimens I've ever seen. Hello. Traditionally, the border collie, of course, is a, a sheep dog, but there ain't no sheep in this park. That is such a good dog. I suppose the fact the border collie approached us means that maybe we are sheep on the on the treadmill of life. More like sheeple, am I right, my man? Yes. Need to break yes. out of these shackles. We are sheeple. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's very important that people do high dose mushroom trips every now and then if they're in a place where that's suitable for them. The old mental stock take, I think of it as. Yeah. I still remember when we took. Um, we were in New York together and you, you found mushrooms online and you left to go and get them and you came back and we ate some. You didn't believe I pulled that off. Well, I thought you would, but I was sort of like, you know, just concentrating on having a good time in that moment. But you were like, we're going to have a better time soon. And we had a big time. <laughs> Those were, to my experience, the strongest mushrooms I've had. I remember taking one and walking over the Williamsburg Bridge. And we walked like, for so long, we, and we saw those glow fly things. Yes, do you remember that? Those and fireflies in the grass. For like twenty minutes, I kept being like, "But are they real?" And you were like, "Yes, Tim, they're yes. real." I did actually. Do you know I'd forgotten about that part? I remember walking over the Williamsburg Bridge, and it was sort of as we were climbing the bridge that we were our high was climbing as well, and looking at all the cars. And the cars had feelings, but then looking at the boats, and the boats had personalities. I'm really <laughs> thinking, wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. 
The yeah. cars had feelings, but the boats had personalities. Well, there were too many cars for me to get into the the weeds of all of their personalities. I see. But there were enough. There were, but the boats were sort of limited enough that I was looking at the boats and I was on their journey with them. Fuck, that's good, man. So it was kind of a a um. A lot of indigenous and first peoples around the world have this sense that like, even inanimate objects have a, a, a life force to them. Mm. It was almost like you were sort of channeling that into the cars. But it, was, it was kind of too much to try and fix on them having their own personhood. But you were like, yeah, right, these are to be respected. They've got their own thing going on. Well, they, but the boats, that's the, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Because you're watching, Frank's married, 40 years, two kids. Well, yeah, I mean, the boats had slightly more unconventional lives than Frank. But oh, okay. you'd, see, you would, you'd look out onto the water and you'd see them coming and they'd be coming underneath the bridge and you'd think, well, you know. Anyway, it was a beautiful thing. I actually bought this watch when we were on those mushrooms. I bought it from a store on the um, I remember that. The, on Manhattan Island just before you get under the bridge. And the mushrooms were obviously already working there because I remember thinking that it was a fake Casio watch because the watch face was too small. And you said, no, that's the normal size. And yeah. I, was, I was convinced that I'd bought a very small watch. <laughs> to be fair, they, they are like, that's what's so good about those Casios. They're so petite. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it was, it's, it's nice to sit on a park bench and reminisce with a friend. It's fucking beautiful. The reason we're not uh, in a, inside a room is because um, Zoe's got a bit of a cold at the moment. You've so got to give colds a wide berth these days. She's working from home. Um, and uh, we've moved into a smaller place, so it's it's kind of like, you know, you can probably have one set of people having a chat, um, you know, yeah. for a goal. Her goal is to try and help her patients. My goal, to get into the friend zone with my friend Guy. Are you, have you achieved that goal? I have. I literally had already forgot one of the driving purposes of why I wanted to do this today. And I've why just do you want to do this today? Because, Tim? Guy, thanks for asking. I'm going to the South Island incredibly soon. The South Island of what? New Zealand. To do comedy. To so do my comedy New show. New Zealand's where we live. Exactly. It's cold as sin down there right now, man. There are news reports about how historically cold it is down south. And this, the craziest thing is climate change deniers say, well, if it's getting warm, why is it also getting cold? Are people... St- are people saying that at this point? Is that a thing? People love saying that. Fucking hell. Anywho's, I'm uh, coming down to Christchurch, Littleton. Well, Littleton first, actually. Going to do a show in Littleton. Fantastic. Um, which is honestly one of my favourite places in New Zealand. It's so and you'll dope. be Will you be spending the night in Littleton? Uh, yep, I'd say yes. Yes, I will. By hook or by crook. Tim, you're going to have such a good time. I'm going to have you a brilliant know, time, but friend, I need people uh, to come. Nick Lassie lives in Littleton. I visited him there with his uh, his lovely family, Yeah, his kid, and his missus, as we say. Littleton at Wonder Bay on the 8th of July, then the next night, 9th of July, is in Christchurch at Good Times. Then I go to Dunedin for the Saturday, the Fantastic. 10th. And then on the 11th, Queenstown at um, the Crown Pub and something in Frankton. So if you go to timbat.co.nz, all the dates and the tickets are there. If you know anyone in the South Island, please send them along because I kind of booked this really late. I moved house halfway through. I forgot to promote it. I see. <laughs> and now no one might come. People will come, Tim. I don't know. You're a great comedian. Thank and you. And I haven't seen the show, but by all accounts, it's a fantastic show. And we've been it's doing a lot of good. comedy together lately, actually. Do you know we're on a show together this Saturday? We're at? In Devonport? Oh, sick. Are you doing that show? Yeah. Oh, that rules. I think I'm hosting that, eh? You are? Are you headlining? I am. Fuck yeah, dude. 
People are getting a lot of the Tim and Guy experience on stages around Auckland. Yeah, they really are. Um, but that's by it's the such bike. good fun. Because I'm, the important I'm thing doing heaps of stand-up is you moment. get down to the South Island and the South Island gets down with you. Yeah, boy. Timbat.co.nz. Shall we check in with some of our regular correspondents? The NZ some, stands for New Zealand. And some first-time correspondents. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to our Twitter at TwiawatPod. Could I ask you a question before you kick off? Permissionly granted. How are you? I'm good. I've actually been um, really good lately. I haven't yeah. sent out a tweet saying as much. You did. I saw that. I said I'm thing. in a good place mentally. Yeah. Um. Now, and do you want to know why? Yeah. I suspect it's all the running you're doing. The I know run, it's a lot of things, but. The running helps. The running helps. I actually don't know why. You're in a I'm loving. Being, I'm in a loving relationship. Relationship, yeah. which is. And we're being a, a wonderful parents. Yeah. A lot of fulfillment from that. That's awesome, man. I love that for I've you. Got a, um, I actually don't have a huge amount on soon, which is I sort of feel okay about. Yeah. Do you know also, do you know actually what a big part of it is, I think, is I got a, my settlement from the New Zealand International Comedy Festival. And that was... Uh, Paid some bills. That's right. It made me feel sort of good. It's I, fucking... I took my, I, the day I got the money... I took Chelsea out for dinner, and yeah. we had a fantastic dinner. Nice one, dude. Yeah. It is crazy that money makes such an impact to you. Mo- like, of course it does, yeah, but yeah. like, provides like an under, <sighs> an under as a as sort of it's what under, my, undergird your entire outlook. It's why I like consider myself a, a light socialist because, like, why the fuck would you want everyone? St- everyone's stressed yeah, at the yeah. moment because no one's got any money. Just give them some fucking money. Jesus yeah. Christ! For, this isn't hard. For more, uh, <laughs> for more of the, that sort of outlook wrapped in brilliant joke wrappers. Oh yeah, you gotta check out Tim's show in the south. It's Island. called Classy Warfare, just yeah. as a hot tip. So. Now this comes from uh, a, a friend of ours, Stran Cole, on Twitter. Do you reckon you'll release your show? Because I taped it, eh? Yeah, you did. I've only sent it to one person. Ken. It's not a great angle, to be fair, because you kind of like booked me in late in the game. I would have got a few more cameras if I knew uh, it was. I, I, I like it. I, uh, I wasn't especially happy with that re- that, that performance of the show. Gotcha. But um, and I have I've watched some of it back. Clips, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe a few shorter clips. Tried to post a reel on Instagram yesterday. <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. Didn't do it. So what are they? Posted a tweet uh, instead. Are reels disappearing ones? Like stories? No, no. Reels. Uh, so Instagram wants to bury TikTok. Yep. And so they invented reels, which is their way of putting TikTok on Instagram. Oh, okay. So it's and so vertical um, So I sort of yeah, yeah. And um, they, because they want people to use reels, because they want people to stay on Instagram or, you know, use Instagram over TikTok, uh, they're... Wait, is it on Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Oh, okay. Sorry, Sorry. I might yeah. have misspoken. Uh, but it means that the algorithm is driving everyone to Reels. So Reels I get see. a lot more engagement. They get people more excited. And I was like, do you know what? I hate social media, but if I'm using it, yeah. I should do it properly. Yeah. But then I um, I didn't know how to do it, and I got cross. So yeah, I put enough. my phone down and went for a run. Just Google it, man. Well, I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. But the thing is, who gives a fuck? Well, if you've got a goal in mind, though, were you were you doing a reel for a purpose? 
get some engagement. Yes. <laughs> you want some I was, engagement I literally had nothing to say. I just found an old joke and I thought, I'll upload this reel to generate engagement. And mm-hmm. I thought, is this how I think of myself in my life? Is I want to generate engagement by posting a reel? Am I not a fucking person? Um, you know what, though? We kind of have jobs in a way. We Both of us lead beautiful lives. And due in large part, that's because we're comedians professionally, which just affords you so many blessed times. But well, you got to, like, you know, stoke yeah. the fires a little bit for, the, do, yeah. for the people. I mean, this is the thing, because we do live a beautiful... Like, it's it's 11, 18 a.m. on a Thursday, and we're set on a park bench in a park. You know, I almost actually... did drugs before I um, came out to get in What drugs? Well, I've got some mushrooms at home, and I was actually thinking as I was having a shower, should I just bloody pop a cap and see what happens today? Because I de- I've got, I've got, got, got on I've got stuff to do today, but it's stuff I could do on mushrooms. What, like kind, what kind this, of stuff? This kind of stuff. Uh, this, I've got to try and drum up some more promotion for the South Island tour yeah, and yeah. Um, taxes. Exciting ideas. Taxes, taxes on are, mushrooms. Taxes are due so soon. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Well, like, you know, as I'm descending, could definitely yeah, hoe into yeah. some spreadsheets, you know. I love that. Should I read? I mean, Stran has been on the hook for quite a while now. Should I read what, what Stran's written? I've been disrespectful to you and him. No, so I don't please think so. go for it. Um, there's actually, there's two pieces of correspondence here. And the first one's from May and the other one's from Sunday. So I'll read the one from May first. We haven't responded to either. Brilliant from us. Hello, boys. I have a question about the best host competition. First, for Gee, do you remember what was running through your mind when Tom betrayed you, condemning you to a solo double viewing of Sexy City Part 2? Tom, same question. Please answer this on the friend zone and please say my name. Happy birthday, Gee and Tom. <laughs> Uh, Strand, this is actually, it's great you bring this up because I'm, I meant to message you yesterday, Tim. I'm, I've found a few prospective dates and I think, I've, I, don't, I don't know if I'll need your help or not, but my plan is I'm going to watch them and I'll live stream my watch. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to do it on Twitch? Just should I, kick should off that be my Twitch debut career. on Twitch? I, it would actually, I think that'd be a stunning yeah. entry point. All right. So I'm going to debut on Twitch by, um, with my double viewing of Sexy City Part 2. You want to make your own Twitch thing eh yeah nice I Um, think that's how you should kick it off and what was running through my mind I was furious and I was upset and yeah I mean I was betrayed by someone who told me that they weren't going to do what they did you can see in the video I I told you what was what I was going to do which was a lie and then had the opportunity to wink at the audience oh really you didn't see it it was so good that's um. What was I thinking? Pretty uncool. I at that point in the scoring had nothing to lose except for a very good friend. It, yeah. So I made a call. It was look honestly. It was the most entertaining thing to do. I feel sorry and bad for your situation, guy, but I don't regret it because wow. I love you, but I really love entertainment. <laughs> Okay, interesting. And I love comedy. Is this and- the sort of stuff you said to Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's not. Uh, so that's the first part. Thank you. And then the second part, uh, about a month later, hello, Tandrew and Galifax. <laughs> Those are fun. The garbage song you were trying to remember on Friendzone episode 124 was My Favourite Game by The Cardigans. 
There are a bunch of garbage songs with a very similar guitar or synth tone, though, so it's a very understandable mix-up. Hope this helps. Say my name. It rhymes with Nan. Stran. Stran Cole. XX. I've shouted out before, I think, like, multiple times, but that guy is a fucking legend. Mm. He's such a multi-talented dude. He makes great art. Uh, he makes sick music, and he's one of those dudes who just gets into shit, you know? He does. I've got a high school friend of mine called Chris, who actually I might get to see when I'm in Queenstown, because he lives down in Wanaka, yeah. and um, he's just a guy who gets into stuff. Like, he works in IT now, but he was the best skater in our school, definitely. Are you Steven? Oh, Steven's here. Hold Steve, on. I'm oh, a big fan of you on The Apprentice. No worries. We're doing a, we do you want to come podcast. join us for a, for a second? Yeah, I know that you're you're on a walk and stuff. I'm Tim, by the way. Oh, true. What are you doing? Are you you, hoping to send something or hoping to receive something from NZ Post? Do you want to talk into that? Sorry, the cable's really short. Kia ora, team. How are we doing? Good. Do uh, well, this is Steve. I don't know your surname, Stephen, but Stephen, is a, he's currently, I'm up to speed with the series, so you're currently uh, starring on The Apprentice New Zealand. I am. The Apprentice Aotearoa. Aotearoa, yes. I apologise. Yeah. I, I mean, but I've got all the other information correct. And uh, how are you enjoying watching the show back? It's good. It's exciting. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's a bit of anxiety involved. Uh, Is that in seeing yourself back? I think it's in regards to how the public perceive you and the media. Well, it's always a risk because what they they shoot for three days to cut down one episode. Exactly. So there must be a whole other version of Stephen on the cutting room floor. Oh, and also not just that, the behind the scenes. Yes. It would be such a better show than the actual show if we got to film of at the house and in the nighttime. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole other game going on that yes. people don't even see. Did you, because it's a classic thing of New Zealand reality shows where we don't have big enough budgets to get big enough houses for everyone to have their own room to sleep in. Did you get to have your own bedroom at any point in the show, or were you always sharing? I was sharing with with the legend Kennedy. Yeah. Me and him became quite an alliance, to be honest, because of that. Yeah. Are you guys, do you have a business together now? We are creating a business together, yeah. How did you find that one out? He's the young social media dude, eh? He is. Because I'm incredibly intelligent. Uh, What's your (laughs) business going to do? The business is going to be a coffee product. Oh. High-performance coffee product. So it's a coffee product with... A few bells and whistles. Yeah, it's going to... The idea, in a nutshell, is to remove the negative side effects of caffeine. What are the negative side effects of we caffeine? We were just talking about it. We were, Hyper-capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalise on coffee. It's the jitters, the anxiety, mm. the crash, and mm. the headache. So me personally, I, I have a coffee or two. I get mad anxiety. Mm. My chest goes crazy. Uh, some people get, after two coffees, they get the jitters and they shake. Right. So the idea was to use science, bring in other ingredients that negate those negative effects, yeah. and also focus the business around a positive mental health yes. message. So actually encouraging people to be open about their mental health struggles and also source ingredients and source products that are going to be good for their mental health. Right on. Mm. What's it called? Or can you not say that yet? Right now, that's actually up for uh, argument. Uh, right. We're in the brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> what about calm coffee? Calm coffee. I wish. I wish that was. Unfortunately, it's too simple. 
You would never get the domains. The complex, get... calm coffee. <laughs> You're satisfied You're by close. this? You're getting close. Maybe you guys should have been on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have gone, you know, obviously, nice I, I, I like to think I would have gone gangbusters on the show. Taskmaster. Do you know that show? Uh, no. The, you got guys in Taskmaster is a huge um, UK game show. Started as a, a live show for comedians during the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, multiple years. Gangbusters. One of the biggest like comedy game shows in the world at the moment on TV. New Zealand's made its own version. Season one went fucking great. Everyone loves it. Guys in season two coming out very soon. Oh, awesome. I think on the same network as Apprentice, right? Is, that, they both- is, it, is Apprentice TV2 or TV1? TV1. Oh, yeah. You're prestige. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, TV1's what my folks and, watch. There's pros and cons to that because... I think a lot of people went on the show to build a bit of a social media following, get their business a bit more attention. Whereas TV One, it's more older people that just want to criticise and they don't really use social media. So yes, well they do. They use Facebook to criticise <laughs> or even Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> they use Reddit. They do. They use Reddit. They get on there. Don't and- tell me you go on the Reddit and read about yourself. Not about myself. I just I like to hear what other people feel about the show because it's yes, hard. I don't watch TV. A lot of my friends don't watch you, but TV. You're, you're at risk if you go on the Reddit. Maybe not with the express purpose of reading about yourself. You are at risk of reading about yourself. A hundred percent. What other people think of you, even if you're in the public dom- domain, it's not your business. Yeah. Your business is you, and also this fucking coffee thing. <laughs> Yeah, complex. I'll I'll throw the idea of calm coffee out there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. The only issue is, you know, being being so late in the game of the internet to find domains uh, that actually you can get is so difficult these days. Buy this fucking coffee dot (laughs) com. That's available. If it's available, to be honest, it probably isn't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's shocking how Tim's a big domain guy. Yeah, you got all sorts of domains. I once bought. when Destiny Church tried to launch their political party, I bought their name because they hadn't gone to the trouble of buying it when they announced. And then I redirected it to a, a TV show I made with two gay friends of mine. Just to, nice! Just to fuck them off. I fucking love that. That's so good. I also I, I scouted your social media and you were a big advocate for legalizing cannabis last year. I was. Legend. Well, you really know who I am. This is quite funny. You're on TV. <laughs> Of course, I can. I can. Find I, out I did about not you. expect to be walking through the park and to get stopped and have someone who knew so much. Yes, I did support the cannabis. I'm referendum. sorry for your loss. Yeah, it, it was our, ha- loss. our yeah, it was loss. A, well, you know, I still smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yes, illegally. Unfortunately, it's a it's a big uh, loss for the whole country. It, mm. just, not just for our personal. No, choice, no, yeah, but for yeah. the, the economy. Yes, if you legalise, we would have so many jobs. We would have it's a pu- so yeah, much yeah. more tax, and for marginalised communities who are disproportionately criminalised exactly. for using it. Yes, it was a real blow. Matter of time, though. Yeah, yeah. But what's the what's the turnaround when there's a referendum? You've got to wait nine years, is it, before you can put the same? You can table the same. Yeah, but this is why we've got to think bigger. Okay. You, we got up to 49% the cannabis referendum. Fine then. Fuck you guys. What about legalizing all drugs? <laughs> yeah. We're going Portuguese well, ca- on Canada this. just did it. Uh, Portland just did it. Well, Oregon, sorry. Oregon yeah. and the state of America just did it. Something in D.C. as well. I think it's just mushrooms. But. Yeah, the, the legalization of magic mushrooms as a medicine, yeah. which is huge. And if it's happening there, it's going to come here eventually. But mm. we're just so slow. And that's the most frustrating thing about New Zealand. I love this country, but... 
God, we're stuck in the 90s and trying to convince the older generation who just won't listen. They refuse to listen to facts. It's mind-blowing. They don't have to listen. They're they're, they're all, yeah. (laughs) They can wall themselves in their uninsulated houses. I've got uh, phenomenal pins and needles in my left leg right now, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's engaging his core. He's got his, his, his thighs will be pumping right now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash all time. I haven't even asked you for your names. What, what's you guys' names? What is this? I'm Guy. Guy? Yeah. And I'm Tim. Tim. Yeah. We do a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time. That's what, <laughs> that's what you're on at the moment. You're on an in-between episode called The Friend Zone. Oh, nice. I'll tell you what our podcast is, Stephen. We, um, we kicked off like almost eight years ago now. Oh, and wow. We watched Why are you ahead of your time? Big time, right? We're Joe on Rogan the Vanguard. Is. Yeah. Uh, we watch and review the same movie every week for a whole year. <laughs> so we we did a, a whole year of Grown Ups 2 reviews, and we've watched <laughs> Sex in the City and Sex in the City 2 for a year, and a Zac Efron movie called We Are Your Friends. Nice. And at the moment we're watching a um, long-running pornography franchise called Emmanuel. It's awful. We hate it. <laughs> so what's the point of re-watching it over and over and over again? We thought it would be funny. You lose your, you lose your mind. 
And people <laughs> like to hear that. It's like a descent into Well, maybe madness. you should watch The Apprentice Aotearoa over and over and over I'm again. Wa- I'm watching it once, which is exactly how many times I plan to watch it. <laughs> guy put me onto it. I started watching because Guy was like, this is really great television. Not wrong. It's a great show. Enjoy it? Genuinely funny program. I know that the express purpose of The Apprentice is not to be a comedy show, <laughs> but I feel like in the edit, maybe. See, come and sit down. Or do you need to go, Stephen? You I, should sit down no, at the minimum, though. I can sit, yeah. You've, just, sit. you've been crouching for so long now. Here we go. It's a now beautiful day, especially in the middle of winter like this. I'm actually just walking through the park to clear my mind. Are you from? Um, you're from the South Island. You're from Invercargill, I believe. I am. I am from Invercargill, deep south. I'm so you, you. I was saying this to Tim on the drive here. I don't like it when it's um, when it's cold and it's it's drizzly or it's it's grey. But these sort of very cold but uh, crisp days like this, I grew up in Christchurch. They remind me of the sort of South Island winter, and I lo- I love a day like this. Yeah, it, there's nothing that can beat when it's sunshine but cool in the air mm. I love it I love the cold air on my face it wakes me up hence why I'm actually out just having a walk up here it's so humid so when it gets hot in summer it's actually not a vibe yeah it's, it is too much for you it's way too much whereas you go down south and it's hot it's such a clear crisp air yes. that it's so much more enjoyable can I ask how are your family enjoying seeing you on the uh, silver screen I think they're, they're loving it. Uh, my mum, because it's quite cute, you know, no one expected a boy from Invercargill to be doing what I'm doing. I'm the only one from the South Island, let alone South Lynn. So I'm representing the whole island, really. And someone went and stopped my mum the other day and was like, oh, have you seen on TV, there's a guy who looks remarkably similar to your son. <laughs> and she's like, that is my son. And they were shocked and that shows how little they expect of me. That they're like, oh, he just looks the same. It's not yeah. actually him. There's no way it could actually be him. It's no, like, of course not. No, it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. It's. I think they're a bit nervous every time because you, you see the boardroom scenes. We get ripped to shreds. And yeah, yeah. I wasn't always as calm as I am now. Uh, I can put a lot of onus on my cannabis use that has helped with that. Yes. Just to find my center and my grounding. But back in the day, I was a little bit of a hothead. So as, what, and as in the, the day of when you were recording? No, no, I'm talking, oh, about, you're talking you know, tr- 10 years ago. Uh, yes, yes, yes. 10 years ago. So yeah. my family are like a bit nervous that in that boardroom when you're getting roasted, I'm just going to lose my shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I, I keep my cool. I, I just speak calmly and let everyone else kind of dig themselves. But they the really, hole. yeah, uh, they really pit you guys against one another. And also, early doors, it feels like they, um, as soon as anyone took accountability, which is such an important part of business, they're like, ah, so you admit you're responsible. <laughs> Fuck off. So it just discourages anyone from taking accountability. So everyone just starts throwing each other under the bus. <laughs> like it was them. <laughs> and it sort of makes you look. You know, it makes people look not very plugged into themselves because everyone's just assume, like shouldering nothing yeah. for something going awry. So what happened, what people don't understand, you got to remember, this is a production. They have a million-dollar budget worth 30 employees, so there's no way they're going to just let us control the narrative. They come in. There's times where we're in that boardroom scene. We're all just falling on our swords like, yeah, I'm sorry, that was me. No, 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 it wasn't you, it was me. No, it wasn't you, it yeah. was me. The director comes in and goes, guys, you the director was a guy called John Wilde. He was. He's a great man. Uh, but he would come in, specifically John, would come in and go, guys, you, you can't do this. You have to fight. You have to. I'm sorry. We can't stop filming until you give us something. And so they would go again. 
he'd come back and it's nah, it's just not enough. Yeah, all right. Here's some questions I want you to ask him or oh, you wow. to ask her. And so when you see sometimes a questionable phrase come out of our mouths, a lot of the time it was implanted yeah, in yeah. our mouths, and also those behind the scenes interviews. Like they are, we have a story producer following us twenty four seven who is constantly trying to create drama. Oh, so I see that you and Micah going butt head to head like. Do you think he's a piece of shit? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Pretty much in a nutshell what they're doing. Yeah. So, no, I'm not actually ruthless and trying to rip people apart. They just want that. And if you want to stay on the show, you need to make good television. So you've got to find that fine line between keeping true to yourself, but also telling people how it is when they uh, you you, you are responsible for some outstanding moments of television on the show. <laughs> so I, I credit you, Stephen. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's hard to know how the public actually Can I ask, when, when Mike does the fire, does Mike actually do the firings or do they just shoot? Because... Uh, the host is a guy... Yeah, he's a guy called Mike Pirro, who's famous for the show. Bills him as a famous motorbike rider, which is <laughs> fucking horse shit, because he's just a rich guy who got into motorbikes. His name, his business is Mike Pirro Mortgages, one of the catchiest jingles in the history of New Zealand advertising. Mike Pirro Mortgages, and he is basically, I guess, a mortgage broker gone fucking ham. He is like... The funny thing is, he doesn't have his real estate license. He was never a mortgage broker. He was just a great businessman and knew how to get other people that are good at their job under his roof. And he's trying to launch an airline, I think, that flies to the islands? Mainly because he is from Raro, has a home in Raro, and just wanted to get there easier from Christchurch. I see. <laughs> well, you can ride a motorbike, teach yourself to fly a fucking plane, Mike. No, he does. He, he's got his pilot license. Does he fly himself there? Or is that too too big? Do you have to have a commercial license? I don't know how license? rich he is. He might even f- private fly. I'm not entirely sure how he gets over there. Well, he's the apprentice New Zealand. Uh, Aotearoa, he must have a bit of dosh. But he, he, he does the firings. He's sort of like... Um, I feel like Cassie Roma, in terms of that side of the t- the, c- the cast as the star of the show, she's one oh, of their business advisors. She's incredible. And she's Mike an is lady. sort of like just hanging on by his fingertips to fucking anchor this thing. <laughs> he's never on any of the tasks. He's like, Mike couldn't be here on business. And then he zooms in and goes, all right, teams, your job today is to brand an ice cream. And you go, all right, is that why we had a fucking commercial time with Snow Planet? Anyway, he does the firings and it's like he's, too polite of a person to actually have conviction in his firing. So all of his your fires are shot in a mid shot across his body where you don't actually see his face. You just see a hand, presumably his, going across his body. And he's got two different techniques. He's got a swoop point, like a straight point. He's got, I try to replicate his point at home, but Chelsea belittles me because I can't get it. He's got a very unique finger, hand configuration and motion. And my question to you is, is he in the room doing the firings or is, did he just do a bunch of different firing takes and you got told by production if you were fired? No, he's definitely there. So what people probably misunderstand is that even though it's quote unquote reality TV, it's fucking real. Yeah. Like we're in there getting ripped and in to the, shreds. And in the boardroom, they don't actually hit, the, all the cameras are behind two way, mm. so you can't actually, you're, you forget that you're being filmed for it, From right? probably the episode... Moment. Five, we completely forgot we were being filmed because you become so competitive that it's like, right, we're in a competition and you can film it if you want, but get the fuck out of my way because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're on a time restraint and i got shit to do. Yeah. And then in the boardrooms, you completely forget they're there and you've got, you're truly getting ripped out. It's truly attacking each other and defending yourself. And then when you get fired, you don't see it coming. Mm. So 
It's definitely him. It's just for dramatic camera cinematics. They have all these other shots that they filmed after we left. Yes. So the hand motion. He does fire us and point his hand, but all those hand motions, I'm assuming, have been filmed on repeat. I think it's a, yeah, it's, I mean, it's part of what, it's part of the charm of the show because it is totally incongruous with the franchise and it is batshit. But I guess, you know, you do what you got to do, but. There's so it's much. So, it's just show. so visibly not part of the same conversation that we've just been watching. Like, it's I like, think it's a replica of the UK version because that's how okay. it's, it's filmed in their version, and we, or we are acting like I'm a part of it. They bought the rights to the UK version rather than the American version. I see. And so they have to. They have to. Yeah. So they have to actually copy exactly the same structure, mm. and that's how uh, Lord Sugar does his. So he's just mimicked. Lord Sugar? <laughs> Is his name Lord Sugar? I don't know. Have you never you seen the UK version? Never, never have oh, I ever. Yeah, Lord Sugar. So this the U- sounds like a mascot for a marshmallow company. <laughs> <laughs> the UK version is done by someone called Lord Sugar. Right. And he is a billionaire in the UK. And he has 15 seasons. They've done, they've done 15 seasons of this show. Yeah. And this is the first time we've replicated the UK version here in New Zealand. So the last one we did 10 years ago was the American version. Yeah. This is the UK version. Fuck, that's, that's wild that they're different flavors. Guys, just tap me on the shoulder because he's had... Um, he's going to sit you up there for a it's photo. Usually we record for about half an hour, but guys, had his fill of a great chat with you. And now that I've got the microphone, he's wrapping things up, Stephen. So, I was just saying you've got to take a seat. What? Is that what that was? a photo of you. Oh, now I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) So what's next for Stephen? That's the real question. Yeah, I've got to... Yeah, but this is a man with a lot of irons in the fire. That felt like, you know, that's our project that's going on. Well, the honest truth is my biggest motivator is social change. Uh, I've been overseas for the past five years. I come back to New Zealand and I want to be proud of this country so desperately, but there's so many things that are just... Not right. Do you think that there are, um, in your future, there could be alternative ways of doing that that aren't business? I need to make some money so I can actually fund private projects. That's what it comes down to. With the cannabis referendum, I was doing that well on the bones of my ass with no help, no financial support. And I had to film everything myself, edit everything myself, star everything in myself. So mm-hmm. it's. So it did you do a full like, video campaign for that? I. Created, a one-man video campaign. Yeah, I created a documentary, filmed it in Oregon, and showed the comparison between Oregon legalizing and what could happen in New Zealand, both financially and also socially. And then from that, Helen Clark reached out to me because she actually saw the documentary. Yeah, asked me if I'd like to do a live interview. Amazing. And I was like, Helen Clark, for those who don't know, our second most famous prime minister ever. Yeah, beloved. Uh, got was in the running for the top job at the UN. Mm-hmm. Served as number three for many years. Yeah, and she's an incredible, incredible woman. She's a big decriminalization advocate yeah. across the board for drugs. So, like, think about that. When in history have you been able to? Live, so not even scripted, but live interview a former prime minister about cannabis. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. Shit's changing, just not quite quick enough. Exactly. So people don't realize that this new form of content that is online social media is actually becoming more of the norm. Yeah. So then that spiraled into Chloe Swarbrick, Tikitane, uh, Dr. Anna Harvey, so many interviews I did. And then I started sharing videos of. Parkinson's tremors being treated by cannabis, yeah. epileptic fits being treated by cannabis. One of them got 9.8 million views. Fucking hell. And that's on Big Instagram numbers. TV. That's Jesus, not even on mate. Facebook where, you know, the number is a little bit manipulated. Yeah, yeah. 
So it, it went crazy, but I did it all by myself. And to be honest, it completely shattered me. Yeah, like, yeah. I had to take four months away from everything, mm-hmm. social media, work, society. Making money. And I had to recover. Yeah. And then I was like, how, especially after a no result, I was like, what the fuck do I do? I've just alienated myself to everyone and everything. Yeah. No company's going to work with me. I was, before that, I was working with the Samsungs and the Air New Zealands. And then they all just went, ah, no. Did they really? Did you experience that? You became a bit of a pariah? I I went from my full-time job being creating content for these companies to not a single job. I sacrificed my whole entire income That's to support so that cannabis referendum. And so when it was a no, I was like, well, fuck, what do I do now? Time to get on The Apprentice, Aotearoa. That, honestly. Make, make some bucks, get some screen time. Big shout out to the production team because I really did not expect them to allow me considering my support for the cannabis referendum. But maybe behind the scenes they use cannabis themselves because they did. And I of course they did. It's New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, they, they've really saved my ass and allowed me another platform to rebuild. And so this business, as much as I care about the business, mm. the focus is make money to support social change, especially around the negative mental health culture in New Zealand. Nice one. That's my goal. Untouchable. So it's actually interesting that you guys, I walk into you doing a podcast because I was just doing research on creating my own podcast. We'll chat after this yeah. and give you some um, tips you some if you tips. want. Um, we should wrap it up though because we've gone over the normal duration of the friend zone. But Stephen, it's been wonderful chatting to you. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And what, what an awesome coincidence. I'll drop um, some socials in the episode notes. So if you want to find out more about Stephen and follow him to the... To the level that Guy Montgomery has of knowing his <laughs> political beliefs, current like life situational status, where the guy is, his movements, um, you you too can become some sort of online pest for Stephen on par with Guy Montgomery. Guy, you want to say anything before we wrap it up? <laughs> you want to rebuff these I, claims I, of go, stalking? Go check out my boy Tim Bat. He's on tour in the South Island next week. Uh, Littleton Christchurch, Dunedin, Queenstown. Timbat.co.nz. That's so nice. I've made, I've, I've been mean to you at least twice in this episode, and you, you're always a gentleman. Hey, cheers, Steve. Oh yeah, you should tell everyone in the South Island too. I'm doing some comedy shows down there next week. But the, I the man to I've just it. met is doing comedy yeah. shows down, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure they're great. Yeah, they're awesome, man. You can <laughs> you can tepid yeah. recommendation. <laughs> oh, come on. He's just met me. <laughs> I'm sure they're fantastic. But you guys are both from the South Island. Yeah, we're both from Ototahi originally. Oh, well, there we go. Instantly family. Yeah, being especially up here in Auckland, it's a. It's a cold, hard place, so we've got to support each other. <laughs> this ruthless, miserable bitch of a CBD. <laughs> it, it, it takes us in and it tunes us out. Anyway, next friend zone, I'll have a few more um, letters from the mailbag, but what a rare opportunity to talk to one of um, New Zealand's current TV talents. Uh, what a lovely day in the park. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's che- been a pleasure. Cheers, Stephen. Thank you. In the friend zone, you're always home. In the friend zone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.